Open House Hello again. This is Bedtime Stories for Cynics. I'm Nick Offerman. At the tone, the time will be 10.45. Today we deviate a bit from our usual format to bring you a poem. Now you may think poetry hasn't been part of your life since that one week in high school English class. But in fact, if you look a little harder, you'll see that poetry is all around you. Just as a few examples, think about the lyrics to your favorite songs, the little rhymes you share with the children in your life, or your Emily Dickinson wallpaper, or the six-volume history of Walt Whitman you've been working on for 12 years, or even the Robert Frost tattoo that takes up your whole back. Now that you really think about it, isn't poetry a larger part of your life than you might have realized? Our featured poem, Open House, takes place in, as you may have guessed, a home on the market. I don't know if you've ever purchased or sold a home, but it's a wonderful process wherein nobody walks away happy with the final sales price, the whole thing takes 20 times as long as it should have, and regardless of which side of the transaction you're on, you spend the rest of your life in fear that you've made a giant mistake. Ah, the American dream. Now that's what I call a new deal. Time now for Open House by the hilarious Gretchen Enders and performed by the iambic pentametric Tony Hale. After listening, you will be asked to write a short essay on the author's use of meter and imagery in her poem, so please listen carefully. Ah, welcome, dear friends. Come closer. Ah, closer still. I want to tell you about this place, this house on the hill. Oh, I'm hoping you like it, though chances are slim, because every home has a story, and this one is grim. Oh, hi. Uh, the open house isn't until tomorrow, but I have time now if you want to check it out. I mean, since you're here and everything, I'm Maggie. It doesn't have a lot of what they call curb appeal like something from a horror movie if we're going to be real. Just check out the lawn. It's either dead or dying. Most definitely from a lack of trying. Oh, <laughs> well, we all have to do our part, right? <laughs> I put in some drought-resistant shrubs over there, but a they didn't really... A home reflects its owners, a mirror, if you will. So as you step through the threshold, take note of the chill. Strange for me not to ask people to take off their shoes. <laughs> I see the look on your faces, and it's just as I feared. I'm not the only one who can feel something dark, something weird. A foreboding, an unease, an overwhelming sense of doom. But it gets much, much worse. Check out the living room. I'm sorry, what? The heart of the home is the hearth. Yet this one's cold to the touch. There's no sense of love here, or at the very least, not much. By definition, the living room should be full of life. <laughs> but all I'm getting is a tension you could cut with a knife. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> the previous owner painted over the original wallpaper. It was a bitch to get rid of. Oh, enough of this dankness. Let's continue down the hall. 
and I want to ask you if this has ever happened to y'all. You show up at a house party, but no one answers the door. You double-check the address, even though you've been there before. So you let yourself in, but there's no one around. And that's when you hear it, a far-off sound. It's the sound of laughing and good-natured bitching. No one's there to greet you. They're all hanging out in the kitchen. We had, we had a party once. It was more like a game night. That's usually the case. But not this kitchen, am I right? There's a residue of sadness here. Or a shadow of a fight. Okay, that's enough. It's a, it's a seller's market, and I don't, I, don't, I don't need this kind of abuse. Upstairs are the bedrooms, but you won't want to see those. To use the word cursed might seem...